Well, hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to a new edition of our EKN face-to-face -face, number 42 in this uh, this series that we have here, of course, on the EKN radio network and here on the EKN YouTube channel. Of course, those of you potentially joining us as well on our Facebook page. My name is Rob Howden, joined by David Cole in Grand Rapids, Michigan. David, back at it once again. It's been a kind of an Olympic break for us, kind of being at home. We're getting ready to go back to the Scusa Summer Nationals in a, about a week and a half. Uh, but today's show is going to be a good one. I had a chance to watch a bunch of it on Car Chaser's coverage of the IAMI USA Grand National Championship event at GoPro Motorplex this past weekend. Uh, kind of a cool approach to things in terms of how they got to the main events, a couple of different layouts on the racetrack, a couple of shootouts for big money. All in all, David, uh, for everything I'm hearing, a tremendous race, tremendous event. Certainly, it was a major one-off. You know, we have a lot of these races that aren't part of a championship program. Yeah. This was typically that type of element. And as you said, had all different types of scenarios within the four days of competition that they had. And again, you had night racing, different configurations, and then you had extra money races on top of the money and prizes that they're already given away for, for the other, all the seven categories that they had competing there. It was certainly a, a different and unique uh, event that IME USA was able to put on together together. Yeah. And David, you and I talk a lot about these, these one-off events, right? How they kind of have a, can have a different flavor, whether it's the, the cup carts, North America, grand nationals, Quincy in the park, rock Island, you know, the battle of the brickyard at the Indianapolis motor speedway, those kind of cool one-off events, I think really add a lot of flavor to, to a racing season. Uh, of course, we saw a lot of people step up. Now, uh, to be honest, let's, let's be real. The promoter, Eric Jones, didn't go whole hog trying to promote it because he wanted to have that initial race. Not too crazy in terms of numbers, but pretty good fields all in all. And really the cream of the crop as well. I think 166 total entries. Is that correct? Yeah, 166 from uh, the results we counted. Uh, yeah, again, Paddock space is limited, as we've seen uh, with last year's USPKS finale in October there. Uh, you know, they're starting to run out of space with the, the, the amount of competitors that were there, well over 200 there. And so, yeah, you start off at that 166, you kind of get a feel, again, for what you want to do and how you want to run things. And again, you don't want to over overrun your staff and overrun just everybody. And you kind of want to keep that fun uh atmosphere that's going on that you want to produce uh for the for this type of one-off event yeah more racers equals more challenges right so you get the first one, you get that first one done you get all your procedures in place and i think obviously we saw how things rolled out uh just to kick off here as well if you're, for this edition of face to face if you have any questions for the guys we're bringing on those joining us today we've got ryan norbert paulie massimino connor zillich uh carson morgan all coming to join us here as part of the broadcast. Feel free to post any questions you have in the commentary, whether you're listening in the chat, if you're on Facebook or on, on uh, YouTube, it'll pop up for us. We'll try to bring some questions into the show if you have any. But David, let's look at the numbers. As you said, 15 drivers in micro, just eight drivers in the X30 Masters class, uh, 35 in KA100 Junior, KA Senior 27, Mini 26, uh, X30 Junior 28 and 27 in the X30 Pro class. So really across the board, nothing 40, but all that really nice kind of, you know, high teens into the 20s, which makes for a really solid field. And one of the key aspects was it brought a lot of the national teams to the event, but you also had local drivers because as yeah. we know, GoPro Motorplex has one of the largest club programs in the country. So you have club racers going against, uh, going up against the national drivers in a non-points event. So anything goes type type atmosphere. And, and as you said, just four days of racing because summertime is a great time to do that. Everybody's waiting for school to start up again, at least a lot of the kids or 
you know, this and that. But uh, yeah, I just I love that type of atmosphere where, you know, it's kind of it's relaxed, but it's not because people were intense because there was a lot of money and a lot of prizes on the line. Well, the cool thing is, too, so we talked about two different venues or two different layouts on the racetrack. They did a couple different deals. They ran a national track and a new chicane course. So Thursday was five practice sessions. Everybody got a chance to run both of those those tracks. But, David, what I thought was really interesting, then they have the Tuner Challenge Race, similar to what we did uh, with the Machismo 500 guys at the Supernats about 10-something years ago. Give the Tuners a chance to go head-to-head. And I watched some of that. That was uh, that was probably most of the carnage all weekend, but it certainly <laughs> set the tone, right? It, it did kind of set the tone for the type of racing you were going to see, but it wasn't as, you know, as crazy as what some people were thinking it was going to be. Could have got, yeah. it, it could have gotten, it could have gotten yeah. a lot worse. But I think, you know, guys <laughs> use their bumper wisely as you should when, when carts are, are, are surrounded with a bumper. So it was fun to kind of watch that and see drivers we've seen race and drivers that are even currently racing like a Jake French or, um, or others getting back. AJ Myers, I think was in it as well too, or, or drivers like that uh, getting behind the wheel of rental carts, the CRG rental carts that they have there. And it was, it was kind of fun to see that. And I'm glad they did a lightweight and a heavyweight class because, you know, some of us are a little weight challenged and we can't, you know, we're not like a Mike Geeson or Artie Carpenter, you know, and we're still in racing shape. (laughs) <laughs> uh, let's give you the layout too, folks. So Friday, they had warm-up qualifying, uh, the opening heat on the national track. And then, of course, uh, one of the exciting parts, the CNC Performance Engineering uh, KA100 shootout, uh, 13 drivers in total. And David, the, what I loved was kind of a different way to, to set those 13, right? Not just, hey, your top 13 guys in qualifying or wherever they run. Top eight from qualifying, the two fastest drivers from heat one, two random draws and one promoter pick. I thought that was kind of a cool way to set up, set up for the, you know, these big money races in terms of, of the shootouts. Yeah. Cause then it doesn't completely rely on how you did in qualifying. Somebody might've had a bad qualifying session. Yeah. So you had another way to get in, be it through one of the fast laps in the heat or a random draw. And then the promoter pick that that's obviously a wild card. And it was even different for the, uh, for the X 30 shootout too, as well. Yeah, exactly. So, so Saturday, was the X30 shootout. Warm up, heat two and heat three on the chicane course. The MG Tires X30 shootout, 13 drivers there. David, top eight again after the heat races. Uh, two random draw, one will power pick and one promoter pick and one fan vote pick, which was pretty cool. I think Weston Workman got that. Something like 400 votes for Weston to be uh, getting the fan vote. Yeah, that's when you get on social media, you get all your friends who aren't even involved in karting, and you and you just start hitting that, and you go go that way. So yeah, that was a great cool element. And again, it provides an opportunity for somebody who again just wasn't able to perform and get in the top eight a chance to get in and, and try and go for the money. And Weston, if I recall, watching the uh, the 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 challenger or the shootout. He was there on the last lap and was involved in a wreck there uh, as they were going to uh, the checkered flag. Yeah, indeed. So Sunday warm-up, pre-finals, of course, based on the heat races and the main events set by the uh, the points from the heats and the minors, uh, and the, uh, the pre-mains, rather, all on the national track. Now, the guys we're going to bring into the studio here right now are the guys that actually were able to win on, on the day. We've got shootout winners. we got main event winners. We'll bring them all in right now. Let's start rolling them in here, David. Connor Zilich, Pauly Massimino. Ryan Norberg and Carson Morgan. Guys, thank you so much for joining us here on EKN and our face-to-face show. Yeah, thank you. It's cool, man. Thanks for having us. Star-studded lineup here, Cole. We've got some race winners here. (laughs) We got, yeah, we got uh, race winners, Super Nationals winners. We got Pro Tour champions, USPKS champions, uh, a whole lot of uh, hardware as we see behind Pauly. 
That's right. <laughs> Polly's lined it up because yeah, I win races, guys. Uh, guys, let's go around the horn. We'll start with Connor. Let's just let's just talk not about the racing, but just your your overall first impressions of the event itself. What do you think, Connor? Let's start with you. We pause our face-to-face broadcast for this quick commercial break. Stay tuned for more here on the EKN Radio Network. The Route 66 Sprint Series is the oldest regional traveling sprint series in the country. The 2021 program presented by MG Tires and Franklin Motorsports has reached the halfway point for their Briggs & Stratton 206 and IAMI racers. On August 28th and 29th, Round 3 will be contested at the Cart Circuit Autobahn facility in Joliet, Illinois, presented by DNJ Intermodal Services and Cartlift Cart Stands. The series closes out the final round set for September 18th and 19th at Wolf Paving Raceway in Dousman, Wisconsin, presented by BNB Electric and Badger Car Club. A record-setting season for the United States Pro Kart Series, presented by MG Tires and Miami USA East, will conclude on October 15th through 17th at the Carolina Grand Prix. Teams and competitors will converge on the GoPro Motorplex in Mooresville, North Carolina for round four of the championship program. Head over to Rub66CartRacing.com and USPKS.com for more information. Wins at the sport's biggest races and championships across all levels of karting make up the resume for Nitro Kart. The Nitro Kart has made its statement as the best fastest and most reliable cadet chassis on the North American karting market. The 2021 cadet is the evolution of that success, featuring the latest development and components to put you at the front. If you want to win in cadet, get a Nitro Kart and join the team. The Nitro Kart cadet claimed five victories at the SCUSA Pro Tour, including the Mini Swift Championship in 2020. At the United States Pro Kart Series, Nitro Kart Cadet earned five wins and 14 podiums in mini and micro competition. For a second straight year, Nitro Kart won the U.S. Rotax Grand Nationals in the Minimax division, bringing the title total to four in four years. If you've seen it on track, it certainly caught your eye. Dominating the four-cycle world is the Nitro Kart Lefty Chassis. The chassis is designed for the Briggs & Stratton 206 engine with a left side mount for better weight distribution. The Lefty is available in cadet and full-size frames. The Nitro Kart Lefty won the CKNA Grand Nationals 4 in both sportsman and junior categories, with fast time in qualifying for the senior division. Drivers with the Lefty were ranked number one in the Briggs & Stratton Weekly Racing Series for junior and cadet divisions. Team Nitro Kart will be at all major events in 2021 with programs tailored to every driver's needs. Focused on driver development, the cadet program under Team Nitro Kart has helped develop some of today's stars, including Brent Cruz, Parker DeLong, Ben Mayer, and Spencer Conrad. Visit Nitro Kart online and find them on Facebook and Instagram. Welcome back to Face to Face on the EKN Radio Network. Nah, I've always liked the one final kind of layout where there's three heat races that lead up to one final. There's one winner. And uh, the, the way they did the shootouts as well with the, the 13 drivers, the way they picked them, the way they ran the shootout, the way they streamed it, everything about it was just well run. And Eric Eric did a great job putting this on and getting it promoted. And everyone that was there, I mean, had fun. I, I Everyone I've talked to at least has, has said it was one of their 
one of their favorite, most favorite events in, in the, in the country. And one of the, some of the most fun they've had in a while. And uh, that, that for sure applied to me as well. I love that. Uh, Polly, would you feel the same way? What was the atmosphere like at GoPro? Was it, was it different than anything else you felt being there? I know you're a local guy there. Uh, yeah, it was definitely a cool event. Probably the most fun I've had in a while at a, at a race. It was definitely a, everybody seemed so, so happy and everybody was smiling to be there. And it was just, it was cool. It was cool to hang out and be there and race. Nobody was ever, I mean, they'd be mad in the heat of the moment, but then after everybody's just still happy and, and uh, Cart Chaser did an amazing job. Eric did an amazing job. Everyone did an amazing job with the shootout, the layouts, everything. It was just awesome. You know, what an amazing thing, right? Having fun when you're at the car track. <laughs> David and I talk about that all the time. Hey, Ryan, let's let's talk to, to you about this. Obviously, over the years, you know, you're a four-time Supercarts USA champion. You've won almost every race there is to win here in American karting. And, and obviously, one of the top drivers, the number one rank for many, many, many years. Oh, look at this event and, and your thoughts. Now, obviously, let's. it's a great event. Talk about that. But, but how... How important was it for you coming into this race to be able to find some success? Big money up for grabs. You're going to win seven grand for winning that race. But coming in, did, did, was there pressure on you or was the unique, you know, approach made it more fun, I think? You know what I'm saying? Well, the event itself was really well run. And I think there was quite a bit of skepticism, you know, going into it uh, with a lot of the ideas that they had, you know, running the different layouts in the middle of the week, the limited practice. I know there was a lot of guys that I heard that were like, oh, like this is going to be, you know, one of those races. Um, and it ended up turning out just fine. I think the different layouts ended up being quite a cool addition to the the weekend. And and then, you know, different layouts and practice ended up not being like as bad as we thought it would be. You know, everybody thought it was going to be like, oh, wow, we got to have two different setups. Ended up being pretty similar setups. And, and so it ended up being, you know, pretty well, well run. And then on the side of this being, you know, just a, a race that you want to win, obviously, I mean, the money helps a lot and that put a lot of pressure on it. Um, but the, the lineup that they had for announcers and, and people that were showing up to the race, I think added a bit of pressure as well. I mean, you had willpower, you had NASCAR drivers there. I mean, there, yeah. there's, there's, there's everybody there. So you don't know who's actually going to be at the event. Um, and so obviously that's, that, that's a lot of pressure. And then, Something about the show that Car Chaser put on, you, you want to be able to go back and watch yourself win. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, let's shoot out. You know, I crashed with Connor. It was not fun to have to go back and watch myself take Connor out of a race. Um, and so, yeah, you don't want to do that and have a bunch of people see it and be able to rewatch it over and over <laughs> and over again. Um, so, yeah, there's a little bit of pressure on that. Just wanting to be able to watch yourself win a race was it's it's important. Yeah, I bet. I bet. All right, Carson Morgan, let's come to you, man. Um, obviously, what a weekend. But first off, what a month, right? You come off a tremendous run up at Road America in the USPKS event. Talk about the momentum for you rolling into this race. Were you feeling Were you feeling the pressure coming in? Or, or with that momentum and the confidence, was it just like another race? And I'm going to go out there and do what I do. Uh, yeah, you know, it was pretty much just another race because uh, it was feeling really good. And it was like, if you have the speed, it doesn't just go away, you know. So I just focused the whole weekend, kept driving hard, and uh, we ended up getting both of the wins. But, you know, I really like the track and everything. Like like uh, Ryan and Paulie and Connor were saying, everyone did a great job. It was super amazing. And it was a big experience for me. You know, I've never done anything like that, just going into that two different tracks like that. And uh, I really liked it. I thought it was fun because it was just like you really could see, like, consistent finishes on, like, Pro Tour. 
where it's only pre-final, where you still have to be smart in that. Yeah. But you had heats where you had to get good finishes that, you know, place you for the pre-final on Sunday and then the pre-final straight into the finals. So, uh, yeah, it was a good weekend. And, uh, I mean, that's pretty much what I could say. It was great. <laughs> My, I, had, I do have a question. You guys were talking about how everybody was happy and the atmosphere was kind of relaxed. Did it change, though, as you guys got closer to the final? Uh, especially Ryan and Connor, you guys started on the front row next to each other. Did you did you kind of feel a different change in the vibe as you guys got closer to the final and you guys realized, hey, we're starting on the front row for this race? Uh, I for sure did. Uh, for sure, you know, like during the mechanic stuff, I was over there with Xander helping announce and, and kind of on the mic, and it was fun. And then by the time Xander interviewed me before my final, I didn't want to say much. I was like very <laughs> short. I was like, oh, yeah, it, it's going to be good. And then like – I mean, the pressure was definitely on. Uh, you're the show, you know, so everybody's watching the senior final. So there's a little bit of added pressure to that. It's, you know, the whole week builds up to your race. And so it better be good and you better perform. And so, yeah, the whole week is fun up until the end where it, yeah, the pressure does start to mount up. And, and Connor, Connor, to you, you were at the FIA Academy Trophy last year. So you kind of had that that atmosphere of being on on television and being in, being almost like the main event uh, next to the KZ and KZ2 uh, programs as well. But, I mean, there's a lot of focus on the Academy Trophy. Did it kind of feel like that with with the television coverage that was going on throughout the weekend? Yeah, there's, there's something about racing at night that when we were racing at night, something about it just, just adds pressure and intensity. And uh, that's something I didn't really feel at Academy. But during the day, I mean – when you're when you're being watched by more than more than the people that are just at the track, it, it definitely adds a pressure that wasn't there before. But it's not like a, a pressure that makes me not want to race. It, it it makes me want to win even more just to <laughs> just to make make myself make my name, I put my name out there to the people that aren't exactly. I mean that the same group of people follows each karting race. So being able to to get your name out there to the people that don't go to every single karting race is always cool and. I think Car Chaser did a great job doing that. And I mean, there was definitely when it came by Sunday final, same thing with, with what Ryan said about uh, when when they were interviewing me, I kind of just made it short. I wanted I wanted to focus because I mean, seven grand is a lot, but uh, too bad that ended in the first corner. Uh, but it was still it was still a ton of fun. We'll get we'll get to that first, Connor. Let's let's jump into the the KA the K one hundred shootout. What I loved about it was I think over the last couple of years we've seen how this KA category has exploded. Right, people are loving with the 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 air cooled hundred CC. They're racing so close. Really, it was on display, right? And of course, Car Chaser doing the live the live coverage. We were watching it. Just the amount of the the people the packs up front. The racing was so ludicrously close bordering on pretty aggressive at times. I know we've talked about that before, but overall, how much fun did you have in, in those races? Because I'm telling you, man, it just, it just looked like you guys were having a blast. Yeah. And the shootout was a ton of fun. I mean, it was, it was winter Bennett kind of feeling in the final when, <laughs> when it came around, uh, it was just, it added a new sense of, uh, pressure and intensity to, to all the other races. But, uh, I mean, yeah, when I won that, it, it, felt better than almost any other win I'd won this. I, I any other win that I had uh, had this year. I mean, it was just, okay. it was, it was just kind of different to uh, be able to win that. I'm sure Paulie could say the same thing about his win. Can we talk first Connor about your outside moves in the hole? What's that all about? Dude, yeah, you, no. sent, you sent it in there a couple of times. Yeah, no, that, I have, I did that twice this weekend, but yeah. the, the outside move first came from Paulie in turn one and he did it to me in the shootout with the, with two laps to go. And, 
I knew I knew after that I had to get him back somehow. So in the Sunday final on the last lap, I was able to get him back with that. All right, Paulie, you were rocking in the uh, X30 Pro class. Let's talk about that shootout, man. That's uh, five Gs. Uh, the last couple of laps, I was literally on the edge of my seat watching it. Uh, what we would expect, right, in a, in, a, in a big money X30 Pro race. Give me your thoughts on those last couple of laps because uh, it seems like you kind of had to play the strategy about where you wanted to be and what could happen. Uh, yeah, for sure. I mean, honestly, going into the final of the shootout, I, I didn't really think I was going to have a shot, but everything kind of just unfolded the way that it played out for me. And, uh, yeah, it definitely felt really, really good to come, along, come across that line first, uh, not, not only for myself, but uh, for my dad and for Ryan, it felt good to get it done for them, more importantly than me. But, uh, no, it was super fun. It was cool uh, driving through the crashes a little bit, but uh, <laughs> and somehow we walked away with it. Let's. Uh, wh- where does that race, where does the shootout rank for you in terms of uh, races that you've won, uh, you know, the trophies like you have behind you there? Uh, probably... Obviously, Supernatural is going to be on the top for me, but uh, yeah. probably pretty close behind it. I like it. I like it, Dave. Ryan, the uh, the format of the shootouts, they weren't exactly just uh, one race and go. You guys had heat races. What was what was kind of the atmosphere for that? Because it was kind of like you ran your heat race, you'd come off. Did you guys make changes? Was it How much time did you guys have in between the races, all the both heat races and the main event for the shootout? So that was the shootout was super interesting because it was almost like you ran a separate race day um, during the event uh, because you did do two heat races and then a final. So it's almost like a another full day of racing, just like a sprint style. Um, and another interesting thing was, I don't know if you knew, but somebody donated like a bunch of money right before the race to have a switch to layout. And so we were going to go out on the standard layout. Um, and it probably like 15 minutes before they switched the layout to a layout we haven't driven yet. I didn't know and that. So, right? Yeah. And so they gave us two warm up laps to figure it out. And then it was just like, just go for it. And so nobody really knew the gear. Nobody knew if this setup was something different or how to enter. Like we, we went into what is normally like the, the double right hander, which is like second to last corner. Um, but we're going into that, you know, pretty, pretty fast now. And so, the first lap, everybody's, you know, blocking, but also trying to break deep and learn the racetrack. So it was that part of it was super interesting and kind of fun for the team because everybody's like, I don't know, slap a few teeth on it. Like, just send it. Like, let's see what, <laughs> what goes. Um, but, yeah, we were making a few changes. Uh, I didn't really get to make any changes because I binned it in the second heat race. So I was changing the brake rotor that exploded. Um, so <laughs> what yeah, happened there? Really get... hey, what happened there, by the way? <laughs> well, it was I aggressive pass. Yeah. I mean, it is aggressive because there's only, there's only 10 laps 10 and there's laps. 500 bucks to win a heat race. It. So it's like, okay. you, you've got to finish up front. And I knew, um, Eves had finished fourth. And so if he won the heat race, he was going to start pole and I won the previous one. So I was like, I got to finish better than fourth to start on the front row. Um, and so I, I was like fifth. And so I was like, okay, let me pass here. And so I made the pass and then the driver out broke me and kind of pinched me down. And so I drove over the curve and just blew a, a rotor out. Um, and then, yeah, obviously the final, I didn't really make any changes, just threw some water bottles on the tire and, <laughs> and fixed the rotor that took about all 10 minutes we had. And then went out there for that one. There you go. There you go. Uh, so w- let's let's go over to Carson Morgan right now. Carson, um, obviously a, a solid group of drivers you're battling against. And I, and I want to say, uh, I think it was the KA100 category that was really, really close racing throughout the entire time. 
you were able to pull away. They started battling behind you in, in the X30 junior. And you were able to stretch away. But let's talk about KA100 junior at first. I think at one point you were back to like eighth spot. What did you just kind of settle in? Or how how things go with that race? Uh, well, which one are you talking about? In the KA, final, KA100, the final. I led the whole race. In did the you lead the whole race? Yeah. <laughs> Man, I'm, dude, I, there was, there was, I watched all the races today. It's too much for me. Fill, <laughs> fill me in on KA100. So uh, we took the lead in the beginning. I started on pole, and then I, I kind of pulled away a little bit from Jeremy Fletcher. So uh, it was half wet, half dry, so I kind of had to learn the line a little bit. That's right. You guys got rain. That's right. Yeah. Paulie told me the lines a little bit, so he helped me out there. And then uh, I kind of just took it on myself. And then Fletcher was behind me, kind of following me, so you know he could improve on where I was slower. And then uh, halfway through, I think he passed me, and then I just passed him back. And then uh, Misa came from a while back, like I think a couple seconds, and then he like could not get by me on the last lap. And then it was pretty much that was it. I just defended on the last lap and won. Give me the scoop on on the on the traction level. You said when you went out there, it was because it was wet and drying to a certain. Was it was it fully wet for that session? Uh. Corner one was like almost dry line. I think it was dry line. Okay. And then the big, uh, the big right hander in the back that was full throttle. And then the bull turn, you would just go wide to narrow. So that was rain line there. Wow, and okay. then really the slipperiest part of the track was the quick left right. I think it's turn four, turn five. That was really tricky right there, like hitting the curb or going wide. But I ended up just hitting the curb every lap, so it worked out. And then uh, the hairpin was dry line halfway through the race and then the double right was really slick and then last corner was almost same as dry yeah that's a challenge for sure let's talk about x30 junior there because i got i just finished watching that one before we kind of came on here to get another look at it that was that seemed to be like one of your your typical races where you're able to get out front you always like leading right you always want to get to the front it's kind of pass or be pass kind of thing and you're able to get to the front and then they started racing behind you did you look behind, like in turn one got crazy. You looked behind yourself and said, I got room and I'm done at that point. When I, so I had Zim and my mechanic on the fence, you know, yep. Zim usually tells me what I have. So I don't, I, I haven't really been looking like back at all. And like, except for two to go in the last lap. So I'm always like, all right, you know, three fast kids behind me. We were kind of struggling on pace all week, but we finally found it in the last day. So I was like, all right, I'm just going to stay out front, put laps down, hopefully be able to break away if they catch up in battle. And then I, I think I went to the lead on like eight to go again after uh, I think it was either Aiden who passed me. It was Aiden or yeah, Grotta was in there with you for sure. Yeah, it was in Grotta. It was in Grotta. He passed me and then I passed him back on lap eight for eight to go. And then I kind of started breaking away. And then I think Miles blocked on the replay I saw. And then, you know, Zim was just telling me like massive gap, massive gap. And I just put like, <laughs> two really good laps down and then i think we had a second and a half lead and i just kept it on the track for there and we just ended up winning it so talking about turn number one it is obviously one of the most treacherous opening corners in i think probably american karting with the chicane after that after the right hander uh ryan you you come to take him to the lead obviously uh, coming down there for turn one and, and behind you all hell breaks loose really for you exactly what you would have wanted to happen right going through turn number one yeah, it, it was one of the, the things that I, I was trying to do a different start than I normally do because obviously, like, I always like to creep to the line. <laughs> you do. Um, and that's something that Polly did all week, and it worked for him, but I was like, he's been doing it, so everybody knows what he's going to do. And Connor has <laughs> been racing with Polly all week, and he came out right on Polly's bumper when he did it. Um, and so I was like, okay, well, let's not do that. And so I, I kind of went a little faster than normal. 
And I don't know if that's what caused everybody to kind of bottle up into turn one. But yeah, once I came out of one, I, I looked back and I saw I had like a second gap and I knew that I had consistent enough speed to kind of just outpace people. Um, and so Polly, I think Eve's got into second. Um, and then I pulled a, about a little bit every lap. And then I know it's, it's super frustrating, like unbelievably frustrating to chase somebody down when they just creep away. Um, and then you can end up overeating your stuff. So I was like, when I saw Eves was back there, I pushed so hard those opening like laps just to kind of defeat him mentally so that he would know that like, he's going to try and try and try. And then eventually he'll give up. And uh, that's normally the goal. Cause Connor was doing that earlier this year. And eventually, I mean, after like 10 laps of chasing somebody and not being able to close it, you just like, you like mentally can't do it anymore. Yeah, yeah. So I just was like, let's try and do that to them and just go until they can't physically push anymore. And then at that point you just cruise to the end. Yeah, that was something that Will Power was mentioning on the broadcast when he was <laughs> announcing that race. It was like, Ryan Norberg's going to make qualifying lap after lap after lap. So you're going to put down qualifiers back to back. What? Because uh, I believe the tires were different uh, throughout the, the, the weekend. Where is it more than one set, correct? If I recall. How yeah, you get uh, you get a new set for well, you get two sets, so okay. use them how you was want. It, you know, was it pretty much everybody saved them till the final, or was it the pre-final that everybody changed? Yeah, well, because the field was it, it wasn't super big. Um, a lot of the faster drivers, like even myself, knew that if you started eighth or ninth, you could still race for the win. Um, it was okay. it was one of those things where the field was was strong, but it wasn't super deep. Um, so you could come through, and I think you saw um, Haynes came through the field pretty pretty yeah. easy, um, and I think that's why. Um, so obviously, you know, as a as a race grows, that'll be a, a little bit more difficult, and I think you'll probably see some more strategy uh, because people are going to need to move up in the prefinal. Um, another thing is the way they weighted the the heats in the prefinal. It was fifty percent of your heat races, and then well, your total from the heat races counted as fifty percent of your starting position, and your prefinal counted as fifty percent of your starting position. So it was almost like another heat. So it's like, why would you put on uh, new t- new tires for another heat? Um, yeah. So that was that was definitely something that you know people are weighing the options in it. And uh, you know, even if you win the the, the pre final, doesn't mean you're starting on pole for the final. Yeah. So it, it, you didn't gain that much. We pause our face to face broadcast for this quick commercial break. Stay tuned for more here on the EKN Radio Network. Made in the USA. That's exactly what you get from Precision Karting Technologies. Based in Detroit, Michigan, PKT brings over 35 years of manufacturing experience to the sport of karting. Their passion for the sport began focusing around the kid kart platform and has expanded every year with hundreds of products designed to put you on the podium. Precision Karting Technologies is known around North America for their successful line of axles available in all age groups. PKT manufactures a number of engine products for Comer, IAMI, Rock, Rotax, and the popular Briggs & Stratton 206. A wide variety of chassis components for the many brands in the sport are available through PKT, including hubs, pedal risers, skid plates, and other hardware for your cart. Axle straightening, chassis adjustments, engine service, and specific CNC machining projects are available through their Motor City headquarters. To learn more about the many products and services available from Precision Karting Technologies, head to pktaxles.com.
located in Mooresville, North Carolina, on site at GoPro Motorplex, Cart Sport North America features over 6,000 square feet of retail space. Along with being the official race team and distributor for the Kart Republic chassis, they offer full retail sales, kart service and storage, and products from the top brands in the sport, such as CZ Chain, Talon Sprockets, SKF Bearings, and Prisma Tire Gauges. If you want to take your racing to the next level, they also offer driver training and coaching programs available trackside at GoPro Motorplex. They have a massive inventory, so head to their online store at kartsportna.com to get same-day shipping of the parts and components that you need. While you're there, check out their used section of carts, engines, parts, and accessories. Kartsport North America, top quality products, winning brands, and professional driver development services. Welcome back to Face to Face on the EKN Radio Network. Connor and Paulie might be able to answer this the best because they're both from the GoPro Motorplex. Who is this Dalton kid? I mean, this, <laughs> this, he he was the quickest guy in qualifying, and and nobody, at least I I don't think I recall seeing his name ever on uh, any of USPKS or Scusi events. Who uh, who is this kid? <laughs> I'll I'll let Paulie answer this one. Uh, he's he's a local at GoPro. They don't they're kind of they don't they, they don't get the chance to go everywhere like we do just because they don't have unfortunately they don't have the budget that we have but uh no they they've been putting in the work at GoPro and dialing in the cart and getting ready for this race and he definitely proved that he had the speed like at the at the club race the week before I was shocked he was fast and uh I thought uh the win was his at the club for sure and uh but then this weekend he he still stepped it up and kept up his pace and he was fast all weekend well you know in the final yeah one thing i was gonna say is that yeah yeah, he did go purple in the final he's he's quick um i i would say that you know the i think the inexperience is what kind of got to him um because uh racing at the 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 club level because he was there the week before um paulie and i you know we raced with him and we didn't probably race as hard as we would at this weekend um and definitely the racing at the the IAMI nationals was a lot more aggressive than most races we've ever been at. Um, and so I think that probably caught him off guard because there's a few times on the starts that he like the, the first one, he kind of left the door open on Polly. Um, and everybody knows you don't leave the door open on Polly <laughs> because he's going to put it inside you. And so that caught him out. And then you know, the second the heat, yeah, exactly. And so then the second heat, you know, he was fast. He wasn't necessarily the quickest, um, but he tried to defend you can't defend eight of the best in the nation from being behind you for every lap. And so that kind of hurt him. And then I think the same thing in the end, he kind of got shuffled back early just because of the aggression that everybody had. Um, and, and yeah. And so I think that the inexperience kind of got to him um, and starting at the back, he was able to, I mean, he had speed, so he, he was able to come through once he, yeah. once he got out and got going, it was kind of, you were watching him and he was yeah. actually, I was the one person I was watching on the racetrack because I'd come out of the hairpin and he'd come down the left, and he was the only person that I could visibly see that was gaining on me. Uh, so I was just kind of watching him the whole time and seeing how far he was going to get up the up the leaders. Well, the other cool factor is that a race like this, uh, of its stature, the inaugural race for this Grand National Championship event for IAMI, with Car Chaser doing the live broadcast, obviously a lot of pressure put on him. He's on the pole. That's the one thing. Of, my God, mm-hmm. I'm on the pole. With all these guys that I follow on eCardi News and whatever, you know, because these are these are the best guys. These are the top guys in the rankings. That's gonna be a lot of pressure on him for sure. But he'll definitely grow from it. Now, 
I kind of want to wrap kind of up with this because I, I want to kind of talk about this race and, and what its future is going to be like. You know, Ryan, $7,000 uh, in the main event, able to take on my, what did you get in total? How much money in total did you have? You, have, you got the I international. 7,500. 7,500 cash. You got the ticket to the IME International Finals. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on this race? What's, it, to me, it seems like this is something we're going to see grow and grow over the next couple of years. I for sure think it's going to grow. I think Eric was super happy with the results. Um, the the thing that I heard quite a bit and I felt was it's very like super nas super nats esque. Like the the atmosphere is very you know that level. It's it's not necessarily super serious like you would get at like a, a world finals or something. Yeah. Um, but it's very like it's just a lot of stuff. It's like Lancaster where it's just like it's a cool event and everybody's yeah. excited and and it's really cool to just watch and. Yeah, and everybody's there, so I, I hope it comes back. And obviously, I talked to Eric, and he said he 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 wants to do it. And like you guys said earlier, you know, he wasn't pushing it necessarily. He didn't really want to have uh, the same numbers as like a USPKS or a Super Nats uh, because, yeah, he just wanted to keep it kind of smaller. And uh, I think definitely, if you get even more people involved, I think I think it'd be it would be crazy. I mean, the, the fence were already lined up. He'd probably have to bring a few grandstands in there to allow like- everybody a spot to watch. All right, Massimino, eighty five hundred bucks, dude. That's that's a that's a solid payday. Congratulations on that. What what are your thoughts on this event moving forward? It's it's in your backyard. You got to like to have that little advantage, making some cash every uh, every August. Uh yeah, for sure. It was definitely a great event. Walked away with some money. Um, I would definitely love to see it come again. And uh, Eric and all them did a phenomenal job. It was really fun. So uh, if it could come around every year and I could keep collecting that same amount or more and more, <laughs> I'd, be, I'd be happy with that. But, uh, it in, he says. <laughs> too bad I don't really get much of it, but it's all right. Uh, I don't I don't deserve it as much as my dad does. So uh, I hear you. I hear you. Well, uh, back in. No. So, uh, keep keep going, Paul. I keep interrupting you, Paul. Hopefully, uh, hopefully we keep seeing it more and more with more people and crazier prizes and more money. And uh, a lot of wrecks. <laughs> a lot of wrecks, yeah. Uh, Connor, let's go to you. I know that uh, you know, you're know you kind of looking to go to cars sooner or later. If indeed you, you, you wrap up your karting career and move to car racing, are we going to see you back for one-offs like we saw Braden Eves here? Is this, this going to be a race that you say, I'm going to run this one every year anyways? Yeah, no, definitely. This one would definitely be one of the ones I would name. Super Nats, of course. But uh, yeah, there's a, there's a ton. There's a it was it was definitely one of the better events that America has put on, and the way that it was streamed and everything about it was just a ton of fun. The shootouts, the pill pick, and the shootout for the heat race, everything about it just made it a fun event. It wasn't like a serious, like like what Ryan said, it wasn't really like a serious like you you have to win this, or it was kind of just like a payday kind of race and yeah. go there, get some money, have fun, and then walk out with the hopefully non-crash go-kart. I mean, a lot of people crash their go-karts this weekend racing for some money, but uh, I was able to walk out with uh, two grand. Uh, I mean, it's, it was at the, the lower end of these other three guys, but it's still plenty. I mean, when you're, when you're racing go-karts, you can't ask for much more. So I was definitely happy with how it went and uh, I'm looking forward to doing this race more often. Well, Connor, Paulie, and Ryan, you guys are like obviously three of the big dogs in our sport. We go to Carson here right now. It's kind of the future. We're going to see him a number, number of years. I found it interesting, uh, Carson, that, that Xander Clemens kind of dropped a little bit. That may be your final junior race at GoPro Motorplex. Are we going to see you move into the senior category pretty soon? 
Uh, yeah, I'm still 13 right now. Okay. But, uh, hopefully for Supernats, maybe we might get a senior. But so, Indy for sure, junior. There you go. So both you and Ryan getting the tickets to the international final for Miami USA. Are, are, are you, are you going to head over to that event? Uh, yeah, you know, we've got it a couple times already, but I really want to go this time. Nice. And uh, see how we do because it's the X30 motor, same tire. And uh, I think we have a team maybe we possibly want to go to. Nice. That's what good. about you, Ryan? You've won a lot of races. Uh, is is that one that you, you want to get back or get over to and, and, and grab that trophy? Yeah, I mean, we finished third the uh, the first time I went there, and so that's one of the the champ like one of the wins that you want to have. But obviously, you know, with COVID and everything, it's it's just traveling overseas is difficult, and I don't want to get stuck there for more than I need to be. And and the way that it, it, it that that's, that race has been going is it's um, like practice was starting Monday. Uh, when I was there, um, and then the the year I missed it, um, it's I was talking to people and they said it started Sunday, and now it's Saturday the week before is when people are are gearing up for it, and so obviously you've got to be there even a few days earlier than that. So you're talking about like uh, t- almost a two week adventure trying to go for one race, and it's a long event, and so if we have the people and the capability of doing it, yeah, we'll go. But it's yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot, a lot, a lot of work. It's more than the road tax grand finals, the rock it's more than any other race you have to you have to really prep for that one david anything else to wrap things up yeah last thing uh victory celebrations uh two were were (laughs) prominent uh ryan norberg very very normal uh something you typically see from ryan the the one that kind of stood out was the carson morgan it reminded now these kids weren't even alive when i think uh, kyle martin did something very similar to that where you stand up in the cart seat as the cart is moving. Now you did it at the checker flag, where I think Kyle Martin did it like during a cool down lap. Cool down lap. <laughs> what was Carson? What was the inspiration behind the the uh, celebration? Uh, you know, I don't even know. I just always thought about it, you know, doing it because it was a pretty sick thing I wanted to do. Because like coming into the pits one time when I was moving, I stood up and I was like, oh, that's sick. And then at Indy, yeah, 45 miles an hour. So I was maybe going to do it Indy and then I like Road America. I was like, oh, maybe, maybe. But then like I was just so happy about winning it. I just like threw my hands up for that one. Okay. And then this one I was like, oh, got the KA. You know, that one was good. And then I literally wasn't even thinking about it. And I came on the last lap and I was like, boom, I'm doing it. Here we go. <laughs> Because it's hard to get up because, like, the, my wheel is going You're up. going 45 mile an hour, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It was cool, though. I'll give it to him. Well, yeah, it was cool. I mean, he did. I will say this. You didn't pull the Daniel Morad where you celebrated and then wrecked into a fence. So, at least Correct. at least you kept it on the racetrack. So, I will say congrats true. to that. We'll have to do, like, a picture-in-picture with, with Kyle Martin's celebration and, yes. and a photo of you. We'll, we'll have to share that so people kind of understand what we're talking about. Gotcha. Well, guys, listen, I really appreciate you taking the time out of your day to join us here. Uh, tremendous weekends for, for all four of you. And obviously, you guys have got some great things going. You got great momentum going. Uh, we leave again. You know, obviously, Ryan's already at Newcastle. We head there soon for the uh, the final round of the Supercarts USA Pro Tour, the Summer Nationals. Connor, Polly, Ryan, and Carson, congrats again. And good luck next weekend, man. We'll see you in Newcastle. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you having us. Yeah. Great guys right there. David will drop them off in the studio. David, uh, man, that's uh, that's probably the best star-studded lineup we've ever had on here. We're talking national champions, race winners, one-off winners, uh, world champions with uh, the Cardian Academy for, for for Connor as well. So, 
Awesome. I was going to say, there was a lot of championships there between the six of us, right? Yeah, <laughs> so, stack them up. <laughs> Me and you with the big goose egg. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, nothing here. Oh, fantastic. Well, hopefully, hopefully I'll change that this October. We'll see, though. Yes, yes. Right. Well, listen, guys, uh, thank you so much for tuning in to this edition of a Face-to-Face. Great guys to have on. Mm-hmm. And again, David. We lo- they, they, they talked about the fact that they had fun. They, they still wanted to win. The pressure was there, but they had fun. And man, you and I keep hammering on this. That's what the sport is about. It's about having fun. That's why we do it. Yeah, it's competition. It can get super serious. We have fun, man. Cardi's just fun. And I think it's getting more towards that over, especially since what we went through all of last year. You know, I think we're seeing that because we were just happy to be at the racetrack last yeah. year. And I think it's, it's kind of kept that momentum through 2021. And like you said, when you have events like this where people are pumping the the, the fun part of the atmosphere, not the seriousness of everything. And, and again, just making making things more relaxed and, and reminding everybody, hey, we're here to have a good time. But yes, we're here to beat each other on the racetrack. That's it. That's it. So shout out to everybody, Eric Jones and everybody at IME USA East are putting on the new Grand National Championship event. Obviously, huge uh, feedback from people we've talked to. Just positive, positive, positive. Shout out to the three, uh, the four drivers that we had here today on their victories in the shootouts. And of course, the main events in KA uh, and X30. Of course, Carson uh, sweeping both. What a week, what a month it's been for him coming off that sweep at Road America at the USPKS. Otherwise, folks, we're done here for this edition of Face to Face on behalf of David Cole. My name's Rob Howden. Book it.